Hello everyone, welcome to episode Every eight time he does of the Kicking About podcast. <laughs> why, why, why are you taking a For, for those already? of you who don't know what I'm talking about, right? Every time Nathan starts the podcast, he always takes a massive pause in between when, when Tim says action or go live. He takes a pause, looks at us. Just wants to be and sure. And then starts. Know. I man, built suspense. Plus, this isn't even episode eight. This is episode nine. Man, so. man just wants to be sure. Yeah, I just have to double check. And look, I didn't double check. You rushed me into it. And now I've said it's episode mm-hmm. eight, but it's actually episode nine. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Nine, everyone. Unbelievable. Oh, Ty. We're starting <laughs> this no. off with an argument. As yes. you can all tell, um, Ty is back this week, unfortunately. Of course. Uh, Listen to the podcast last week. It was it was decent. It was good. Some hey, we mentioned, we mentioned all the stuff you want us to you mention. Actually yeah, you actually did. I have did. to yeah, say, actually did. I mean, did. not in the way that you wanted us to. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about how Elite leads us for a second, and then we just changed topics. And then we moved on. I do have yeah. to say, your points on Man United uh, sounded very... Valid. Very valid, I have yeah. to say. I felt uh, I very good points on that. I'm, I, like, at the start of the season, all these Man United supporters were like, oh, we're going to win the title this year. And I thought, if we finish fourth, it would be a miracle. And... I'm I think fourth is a very low bar. I think fourth is not impossible. I think... No, fourth, I think, is, is where ideally we would be. Because I had you as first, actually. No way. In the no. beginning. See, you're, you're the people that But that was before Ronaldo. You see, I had you first before you had Ronaldo. And that's the biggest mistake you've, you've made in this podcast. Then you had Ronaldo, and now yeah, it's, it's changed. It's, for me, like, I was more optimistic about the squad before Ronaldo joined. Same. And what, what was it you said to me the other day when you saw me uh, about how... Uh, Tim thinking Chelsea are falling off is laughable, something like that. You yeah. know, we're top of the league. Didn't you say something yeah, like that? Yeah, and I said, you know, I know history was trying to rope in Chelsea as also part of this, but who still is top of the league? Who still is, you know, just still second in their group? Just on watching their Champions the last league. few ah. games, just, you know, you guys feel a bit teethless. But Toothless? still, but Toothless, still yeah, though, yeah. who still has, you know, still the best record defensively in the league. Hey, good for you, man. I'm not like upset or anything. I don't think oh, it's okay. the best. I think it's second. I just feel like you guys have run out no, of steam actually. a little I think bit. We, I think we actually do have the best. We've only conceded uh, two goal, uh, three goals. But you guys are also not scoring at the moment. Yeah, but defences win, win leagues mostly. Do you know who have scored this week? Who? Newcastle United. Whee! There we go. Uh, we can't start this podcast off any other day. Any other yeah. way. Like Bielsa. Thank you. Uh, that was that was a good one. I thought. You know, I've been working on that all week. Um, <laughs> there's no other way to start this podcast than by talking about the big news story this week, and that is Newcastle United's <sighs> successful takeover. Ooh. Let's go. Champions League 2025 winners, Newcastle United. So their transfer targets next year are. Kylian Mbappe. Yeah, 500 mil, let's go. Icardi. Yeah, but you say that, but you know... Neymar. You know, remember Griezmann on that on, on that France flight, playing football manager, signed Neymar for Mbappe, uh, signed Mbappe for Newcastle. Yeah. You know, won yeah. the league, so... So, say Maximan is going to be, you know, playing with some elite players. So, if I start like a new so. FIFA 22 career now, as a coach, is that, am I going to get <laughs> a lot of transfers? Mate, you c- wait, on this year's FIFA, you can set you s- set your own budget. You can oh start wow. with 500 yeah. million. You could be Newcastle United. This is how long I have. You literally FIFA. can start with 326 billion. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but maybe yeah. not that much. But I think that is how much they're worth. You can definitely start with 500 million. Well, isn't that how much they're worth, Tim? That's how yeah, much they're so worth. We, I had a little uh, look just now. Um, the investment group, you know, controlled technically by the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, yeah, um, Mohammed bin Salman. Um, is worth three hundred and twenty billion pounds. Now, just so for context, oil-rich Man City, they're worth about thirty billion pounds. Yeah. 
So that's 10 times more money. And if we look down, you know, world economics, um, that investment group in terms of world GDP is ranked below Egypt and above Chile at number 43. So it's richer than a hundred... 160 world recognized countries in the world. That's mad. So they can literally buy a whole country for that team <laughs> uh, if they wanted to. And people were worried that Roman Abramovich was worth like 10 billion. Well, that, that's a mad stat. Like the only stat that I read on this was that Newcastle uh, are richer than every other Premier League club's owners combined. Yeah. Like yeah. They've got more of a word. But now you've dropped in, you know, that's 43rd in GDP. Yeah. That's a mad figure. They are almost as rich as a country that's been around for more than 5,000 years. Yeah. Yeah, with that's crazy. living human beings actually working for it. Uh, that is, yeah, it's crazy. For those of you that don't know, obviously, Newcastle's takeover, it was rejected several times. Over the last previously two, Due to illegal streaming in Saudi Arabia mm. and due to human rights in Saudi Arabia. Um, so they found enough loopholes. Now that uh, Saudi Arabia has agreed to stop illegal streaming and all the money is now going to the Premier League, uh, what a coincidence this uh, takeover has gone through. Yeah, I and think... it doesn't yeah. seem that like human rights was a big thing at all, but... No. They're like, oh, all those human rights issues? What? Blink. Gone. Gone. Money's back. Can't be solved without some dollar dollar bills. <laughs> uh, it's crazy, but... Yeah, so Newcastle uh, are forced to be reckoned with in the next five years. Okay. Can you say that yet? Is it I too soon? I think we we have to recognize that. I think of previous manager, okay, previous takeovers, this is the biggest takeover of all time. It's one thing for a billionaire to step in, right? When billionaires were still quite yeah. a new term and phrase, but there were a couple of them lying, lying around. This is beyond billion this is truckloads of money yeah they could literally spend they could buy psg psg 10 times over they could buy the entire every single premier league team and still fail and then say you know what we've we've finished with the premier league let's go buy the entirety of the french league and do it again and again <laughs> it's just ridiculous i i have many thoughts about this uh, obviously, you know, the human rights stuff that we mentioned, but also, yeah. like, they, to succeed, like, it's not just throwing money at a problem. Because yeah. you look at Man City for the first five years, it took them a, a lot of time to think about you. And then you look at yeah. all the all the mega the, the clubs, smaller clubs, that yeah. have gotten a big, relatively big investment coming in. Like, you look at QPR, mm. uh, and then you look at Cardiff. Yeah. Uh, you look at Valencia. Even Leicester, to some extent, yeah. as well. Well, Leicester, they, they, I think they didn't throw money at the problem. Didn't look no. like they were. Yeah, but they, had, they had an investment that wasn't yeah. that you couldn't say in two years. Sure, they we're had going owners. To see they had immediate owners, results. Yeah, they had owners that built the club rather than just yeah. buying players. So yeah. for Newcastle to be successful within five years, they really well. First of all, they, they, I don't know if Steve Bruce is the right man for it. Um, but also, <laughs> they need to rebuild the entire club structure in terms of how they spend money. In terms yeah. of that front office, uh, I don't know. Sorry, front office is not really the term here in, in in the UK. But like the 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 board, you know, the people like um, the Ed Woodwards, you know, yeah. the, the, the directors. Well, th I think they're all gonna go. They're all gonna have to go. Of course, because that is such a at the moment is such a poorly run club. Yeah. So if you had those people still in place, they're not gonna find success. I don't think they're just gonna th like they're gonna buy the Rubinos, 
uh, of of the, this time. But but Tim, they have so much money that they can do that. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it's I mean, not they could they could lose money. No, but it, it wouldn't even make a dent. No, but the the thing is, it's not going to bring them immediate success. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying they can't spend money. Oh yeah. They can buy uh, actually, like like Nathan was saying, they can buy the next 19 clubs put together. Yeah. They can put their own super league. They can be literally be their own super league. <laughs> yeah, like if even if you look at um, previous teams like Man City, when they first had the money, they bought three marquee players, yeah. right? That's what you're allowed to bring in. Sure. And, and obviously, there are still rules in place mm. to stop certain teams from just buying an entirely first 11. Yeah. So it's not going to be immediate. They're going to need a coach who will be patient enough to play with John Joe Shelby still in the team while they wait for the other for bigger and better players to replace those players didn't, as well. Didn't Pep say he's going <laughs> to leave City <laughs> in the like end City. of 2023? Does that seem quite, you know, I mean... You know, maybe <laughs> took a detour to Saudi Arabia and said, "Hey, what's your guy for me?" So, um, I mean, maybe I think five years is a realistic projection yeah. for us to say. By this point, there should be at least a clear indication. They should be challenging with top four. Yeah, top four. Easily, there should be a conversation that they should be there. And I think yeah. by then, manage managers, the top managers, you know, managers who are like Conte, Zidane, who are looking for a new challenge can then look at a team like Newcastle and say, yeah, they've got enough good players for me to work with, and I'll bring in my own players to add on top. Right now, they're at the bare bottom. They're fighting for, you know, for relegation. And as great of an opportunity that will be for a manager, the next manager, whether it is Steve Bruce or someone else, probably going to be someone else, they are not going to be the marquee manager. They're just going to be the managers to set up the next manager. So they can't be fighting for the title for the next, I think, four years, yeah. Yeah, on the one hand, I'm glad, because Newcastle is a heritage, traditional powerhouse in top-flight football in this country. And now but they're a literal country. Geordie <laughs> <laughs> <Jordy> Pride. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've seen... Uh, I saw a stat earlier, and it said that on the fan poll that was done, I think... Last week, or just after the news was broken, uh, 94% of Newcastle fans wanted Steve Bruce replaced. Um, I feel like we have this conversation every week in terms of managers and who's out there at the moment and you know who would take over this. Uh, I saw a comment from Olivia Giroud this week saying that Frank Lampard would be a perfect fit for the Newcastle role because Ooh. it is a full rebuild and he mm. has money. Um, do we agree with Olivia Giroud? Who are you going to get in, this, in the current market? I mean, they could get anyone they wanted to. They could pay clubs to release their yes. managers. I think with the, the problem I have with that is as nice as it would be for Frank to to go to a team like Newcastle, I just don't think that'll be the next best step for him. I think a team like Leeds, when Bielsa eventually leaves, would be better. Oh, 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 you had to get Bielsa no, 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 no. in there, Let, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because I think a manager, a, man, a team like that or a club like that would be more likely to be lenient to Frank and say, this is the team, do what you got to do, just keep us in the Premier League. A team like Newcastle, with the money they have now, will be expecting off Frank Lampard the same things that Chelsea were, saying, hey, look, now you have all this money, you can build a dream team, you can play FIFA in real life. At Chelsea, when he first joined, he couldn't do that. He had a transfer ban, he had things stacked against him. At this club now, they'll look at him and say, hey, Frank, you got all this money, you have all these players, we expect you 
to do A, B, and C. And I just don't think for a manager like Frank right now, that would be the best place no. for him to go. Okay, but... Wait, Rudy, let's go. I think the biggest thing... I think, <laughs> the biggest thing I think the biggest thing with that of what you just said, obviously, if, the, if you were to take a lead to... Let's say Bielsa was to move on next season. And yeah. They've played a certain way for two, three years now and they've played their own football. I think, would it not be worse for Frank to go into somewhere like Leeds who have this style of football who are then going to lose that style of football because Frank won't want to play the same way that Bielsa does. We know that Frank likes to play a, a passing game and knock the ball around and create openings. Yeah, but that is that is at least a transition. It's an easier transition for him to go to a club that expects to be middle of the league, Make sure we don't drop anywhere below top 10. Top 10 football. That's Leeds. That's their aim every single season. If we can get top five, wow, amazing. But a team like Newcastle now, their fans won't be expecting to be finishing bottom half of the league. They'll want to be challenging against Everton, West Ham, Arsenal, and those teams who are slightly above the top 10. I don't think Frank would want to put himself, I don't think it would be a good idea for him to put himself back in the same hot seat that he was in at Chelsea. But is there... L so you don't think there's less pressure on him if he has to go to Newcastle in this whole new rebuild? He's got the money to spend. Because yeah. let's face it, in every transfer window he's had, um, he's telling me the only one he's had where he's had money to spend is the one I he bought in Werner and Habert. But I think Bielsa would be great for Newcastle. <laughs> Why? We, Tim, I, I believed in you. No, but like we've talked so much about Bielsa's never played for an elite club with with yeah. the budget, right? Yeah. So he can go to a club with a bit is a big name club. Okay, I can't really tell if you're being serious. No, I'm being serious. He's no, definitely being sarcastic. No, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm being yeah. serious. Like I th I think right, if I was the investment group, yeah. you, I wouldn't want to like straight away, you know, pay for the you Oh yeah. You pay for the big name manager straight like away. Like Conte. Conte would yeah. be so unhappy. It would be, and it would be so obvious. Yeah. Like, it would be such a cliche thing to do. Yeah. So I think Bielsa, if, like, whatever happens at Leeds this year, especially if he doesn't get along, yeah. he can buy whatever player he wants to play the perfect system he's been banging on about. Yeah. Um, it's a big-name club. And we can finally conclude, for once and for all, whether or not he is the elite manager that Ty's been banging on about. Because he will have all the budget. Yeah. He can actually build the team that he actually wants. Yeah. And, and I'm sure the Newcastle fans would actually like to see a style of football yeah. that they can actually go, yeah. wow, we actually are entertained, even though we may have lost a game or two. This so is actually fun to watch. I think as as much as I don't want to talk about Bielsa anymore, because, mm. you know, Bielsa corner needs to end this episode now, right here. But um, I think he is pr a pretty good candidate. It, it, it's a win-win on both sides, I think. Yeah. Uh, to be... Uh, okay, Nathan, who would you have... As a manager, would you want Frank to go there? Maybe, maybe not Frank, but I like someone like him who maybe doesn't have that full experience. Goes to, you know, a mid-table Premier League club because that's what we're looking at. Yeah. Uh, the immediate change needs to be that it's a a, a mid-table club. I think Graham Potter would, I mean, would make sense actually. The toughest, the toughest challenge for Newcastle so far is going to be making sure they survive this season. Yeah. If they don't survive the season, imagine if they get relegated. Well, they, 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 yeah, but they could if they get relegated. <laughs> they, do, what, they go into the championship. They spend a hundred million in the championship, and then they've got a whole new team that's just going to come straight back up. Yeah, I mean, um, or, or or they still stay below. <laughs> still stay get relegated to League One, the again. richest second tier club ever. <laughs> but then we look at the, we look at the players who have been linked with Newcastle in the last few days. So you've got 
people like uh, that's every every player is now you know, everyone linked. under you look, the sun you're looking at Coutinho <laughs> Mesut Ozil <laughs> uh, Deli Alli uh, Wesley Deli Fofana Ali. at the back Jesse Lingard these are yeah. all players that have been linked with Newcastle that we're not linking them like heavily in the news with the young up and coming stars we're linking them to the players who were world class three years ago yeah and and, and it seems of like the what bar is very low well it seems. seems of what like um, Anzi Makachkula did in Russia a few years ago where they brought in all these older world class players yeah and after after a few years it faded and they're now back in the what second third tier of Russian football. I th- for me, Graham Potter makes sense because one, he is an English manager. It means the English media won't be as stringent on Newcastle going. Oh, they've they've pushed out English town. They've pushed out a good English club. It says face. He's actually a pretty good manager who's going to get good backing. That means they can have a trajectory going up over the next next four or five years. He can get a good amount of money in there, and if they sat when they sack him, I think he would have laid a good enough foundation. Would he attract the best players? Maybe not, but he's at least a manager that if they were to announce tomorrow, I think the media would attack him less than if they hire like an Antonio Conte next week. Here, be like, yeah. Here's the thing. I think they're gonna have to. I think the silver lining for for. Newcastle is they actually bought the club was purchased now mm. not during the preseason yeah because then they have the management group the investment group ha- have actually have time to put like to come up with the business strategy yeah to come up with the right people running the club before they throw money at the problem all yeah. they need to do is survive this year yeah That's if they survive the this year if they like spend modestly in the winter yeah uh, in January and then just make sure they survive they have that they've bought themselves a whole year to come up with a plan before the big summer window. So let's say you are at that meeting, Tim. Be- because w- I just what would you want? Well, what do you think the next step is for Newcastle? I, s- I, I suppose before that as well, like if they bought this club in June, like just gone by, yeah. fans would be like up in arms, but why are we not buying Mbappe? Why are we not buying this or this? Yeah. So they managed to escape that. So that's good. Number one, they've got the step one out of the way. Do you step think maybe two, it was intentional then that they maybe. delayed it? Sure, because let's be honest, if the, if the investment group was going to, Solve the problem. Yeah, I don't think there's a thing in the world that could stop them solving the problem. Yeah, you're right. So I think it might have been a clever little maneuvering on their part. Yeah, to negotiate with the the Premier League and with every yeah. uh, with the board of directors. Anyway, so the first things first. If I was investment group, I would re- rid the club of the board. And step one, before spending any more money, is to come up with a strategy, a long term strategy. So a football director. Football director, but also like, what is the actual goal? Okay, yeah. fine. I'd we I'd win I'd the Premier League. The go- yeah, I said the goal is to win the Premier League. But also five beyond that, I think set European six Super seasons. Club. You want to go back to being a European Super yeah. Club, and then you need to figure seasons. out how you're going to do it because because no, you look five, at you, you look at a man you look at Man City. Hmm. They built a football empi- empire, right? They still haven't won the Champions League. Well, they haven't done that yet. But look at Man City. Yeah, but that is a goal they've been working towards. Oh like yeah, that that's Man City's ownership group has got clubs in Australia and America. Yeah, they've built a whole football network. Yeah, and then they invest in the local community so that like yeah. people in Manchester, even if you're, I don't, I don't want to speak to speak on behalf of people from Manchester. I'm not from Manchester, but like yeah. from all what I've read and heard, mm. in the city Manchester, people love that ownership group mm. because of what they've done in the community. Where they've invested, invested in, in the grassroots well. football, women's sports. Yeah, they've they've really yeah. done a good job in. Yeah. Um, Whereas Manchester, yeah. Man United. Uh, I had to say, have you know? The, well, the they've started to invest. They've started, but they've, started they've, 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 they've done just a nothing. bit late. Yeah. They've ran on goodwill. 
Yeah, it took him time given that Chelsea and Arsenal had already made some ground prior to that. And then City, out of nowhere, stepped in in the moment scene and yeah. is, you know, was way ahead of Man United, which is oh, arguably yeah, the biggest club in the world. Absolutely. Actually, not arguably. I yeah. think the biggest club in the world, yeah. And then, and then so, that's they need to think. Are they just going to be pure men's football hmm. or are they going to build a brand? I think they have to build a brand, right? Yeah. Because, like you're saying with the football director, I think Newcastle can't just be, we're going to win the Champions League because that's not sustainable. Yeah. People won't care about that. They won't grow their fan base by just having one good team. They need to have a good under-21s team. They need to have a good women's team. They need to have places they can put all these other players if they want a loan system. Because if they're going to buy six players in one season, they might have youth team players. Like Chelsea have a deal with Vietasi. I forgot what's the name of the, the club uh, now. Vietasi's Arnhem. Vietasi is on Arnhem. They have to find teams like that <laughs> where they can actually, you know, progress in what they're trying to achieve over the next four, five, six, seven years. I think Newcastle have to build a brand. The reason that this consortium are buying Newcastle is to form a source of income. Yeah. They have to build a brand. The reason they've bought into this is because they currently, need, they want cur- more money. currently they make most of their money from fuel, oil. Yeah. Oil, it doesn't last forever. So they, they've had to explore other options and they've explored the option of sport. So I think if they don't make a brand out of this, yeah, they're going to end up losing in the long run. But also, are they going to want to invest? It's, it's, it's hard to even say this, but you know, this is a... We, we know the human rights in Saudi Arabia aren't the best. Are they going to want to invest in, in, in women's sports? Like These are questions we have to ask ourselves because yes, yeah. they've agreed that they're not part of the Saudi Arabian government, mm. but it, it's hard to even say it, but are they actually going to want to do that? I think I think they will because well they're gonna have to right the ownership technically is not the Saudi Arabia group it's a rep it's the representatives they're, they're of that. Yeah, this is what they signed money. legal documents yeah. on saying that yeah. they're not in any way yeah. an so, association yeah. so that means and also the the face of the club right now in the same way that you know uh, Marina Petacek are the face of Chelsea and um, Woodward is a face of Man United. The face of Newcastle. I forgot the lady's name. She was in the interviews a yeah, couple yeah. of weeks ago. Well, she's the face of that. Yeah, she's the face of all those people, and she's the one who's Amanda. going to be making those decisions. So I feel like, with that in mind, they have to tick those boxes. Also, otherwise, it, it's going to look fishy. Sus. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's it's a business, so they're going to do everything to make to more make money it, to make that business appealing to the consumer, right? Yeah. So you think about all these brands in the last year who's done like climate change policies yeah. and like BLM stuff and like. And like um, pride stuff, like how many of these companies actually believe in it, right? Yeah. Because th- for them, it's just another way to make their brand more marketable. Yeah. So if the Saudi Arabians or you know that Im- Saudi Arabian Team investment group, group yeah. believes that that's going to help them make their money, mm. even if it doesn't be- um, align with what they believe in, mm. they're going to do it. Plus, if you look at the budget for any club, yeah. when you say you have a budget for the women's team, you can dodge a lot of stuff. By saying, well, we're also putting, by us spending this much money, we're also investing into our women's team. Look at what we're doing. And what's the, when we all know, we talked about UEFA and um, what's, the, what's the English one? What's the FA? name of the, the FA? Let's all be honest. Are they, given what they've just done by allowing this yep. to happen, are they really going to turn away and say no? When yeah. people do want more of these English, you know, I think f- one good thing about it is there will be more competition for the uh, women's league. That means more viewers. If we do get a Newcastle 
And uh, do they ever have a team already? I, I can't. I not, don't in know. The, not in the top division. But if they did, and it has more involvement, that means that we're going to have at least four big teams battling for the title every single year. That means the Women's Champions League is also going to get bigger because everyone, more fans from Newcastle will be watching these games and it will make it more so that every then when we watch yeah. the World Cups, the Euros, whatever it is, they will have bigger names, more talent, more money put into it. It will be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be very dumbfounded if in the next six years the Newcastle women's team isn't at least as big as the Man City one, the Arsenal one, or the Chelsea one. Okay, uh, quick quiz, quick quiz, go or on. Quick, uh, quick, small predictions, maybe yeah. should I say? Um, how much do Newcastle spend in the January transfer window? Closest figure wins. I definitely think um, ninety mil. A hundred. What about you, Nathan? I'm going six, 50, 60, 60. I'll 60, go 60. 60 okay. uh, first signing. A defender. Someone from PSG. You think? Someone from PSG? Yeah. One, one of the players who doesn't get to play a lot yeah. on PSG. Oh, Not I Mbappe. I, don't I think. think someone from maybe Barcelona. Oh yeah, that too. That, cl- that club they, is going on a fire sale. They need to let go of a lot of people, and I think it's going to be a defender. Part, part of me has a feeling it's going to be a, a Premier League reject, Ooh. like someone, you know, someone like those Van der Beek out what? of out of favour players. Van, Van, Van der Beek Van de Beek, shout, yeah. Deli Ali yeah. shout. They can get rid of him quite easily. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm also uh, there's, there's something Kane? in me. There's something in me is saying this. Uh, I can't. I, I can't get his name right. Tushimani. He's from Monaco. Yeah. It's a French player. Part of me is thinking that he's a he's a holding midfielder. Yeah. I don't know why I'm just getting drawn to him signing for Newcastle. They could go for why. Barkley. I think, I think they could go for a player like Rose Barkley I think as well. A fringe Premier League yeah. player will be their first signing. Also, I think get a couple players. The though, thing right? is, though, I think how important is a pivot holding midfielder in today's day game? Like, if they want to stay afloat, yeah, important. A good pivot would change the entire dynamics of the team. They could go for like um, I think they might go for given that you mentioned Premier League. They might go for a Lingard and a Barkley and another defender. Well, I, think I, that don't would I don't know if they'll go for an attacking midfielder straight away considering they've just put, what, 25 million into Joe Willock. They do, they but... immediately replace him with someone else? It creates competition. It depends how ambitious they want to be this season, right? If True. Willock is not performing by December and they do bring in a new manager in the next month or week or so, I think they would probably want more experience and who better than a player like Lingard who is... I think still in form and also a player like Barkley who is, I don't know, they can get him for probably like 15, 20 mil on, ch- on the cheap compared to bigger names like the PSG players and the Barcelona players yeah. who probably end of the season would be more likely to be bought then. Okay, final question in this in this quick fire predictions. Uh, next manager after Steve Bruce. Currently, currently the top six, Brendan Rodgers, Frank Lampard, Lucien Favre, who I believe is the former Borussia Dortmund manager, uh, Roberto Martinez, Steven Gerrard, Eddie Howe. I think any Eddie, of them. Eddie, six. Eddie Howe. I think Eddie Howe is the more likely candidate. English face on it. Repeat. Can you repeat again, please? Uh, Brendan Rodgers, Frank Lampard, Lucien Favre, Roberto Martinez, Steven Gerrard, Eddie Howe. If Leicester continues the way they are, Brendan Rodgers. Do you think? Do you not think he'll wait for? Unai to go. Uh, Unai Emery, sorry. Arteta oh, is he going to, to Villarreal, go. is he? No, do you think you're not waiting for until Arteta to go? I don't think Arteta's going anywhere. Mm. Premier League manager of the month last season. Uh, last season, last month. 
I, and I mean, I, like, I at the, let's say the end of the season, Arsenal in eighth. Brendan Rodgers is with Leicester. They finish 10th or whatever. Do you not think, as Arsenal Football Club, they might go, let's snap up Brendan Rodgers right now? No. No. Interesting. He's, I don't think he's that kind of manager. Fair enough. What about you, Nathan? Tim, did you say who you go for? Brendan Rodgers. Said Brendan. Well, depend if Leicester continues the way they are. Okay. Yeah. I th- I I think Frank. Frank. I think I think it's Lampard or it's Gerrard. I think it's one of them too. I don't think Gerrard would do it. He's such a. I think he would because if because he he he, he goes against these kind of clubs though. He goes against clubs ah. that spend so much money. It'll be very that, that hypocritical for him to go to this club. That is w- that is his way in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, but and then be, eventually, th- two three seasons down the line, if he Liverpool. goes to this club, I don't want any Liverpool players making it out to be some kind of saint because he has bashed big clubs who have spent big money over his entire footballing career, saying he hates them because they're not real fans. I dude, he lit, he almost joined Real Madrid in two thousand five, so I yeah. think that can go out the no, window. No, but Real Madrid, even without the money, they're still a you know a. Um, they've got rich you history. You Chelsea at one point, didn't you? Yeah. Mourinho. yeah. They've got a rich history. But I mean, like, he said Not he Chelsea. stayed because of all of that. So if he goes... Yeah, but of course he's going to say that because the move fell through. So Yes, but if it does happen, all I mean, all of you Liverpool p- fans who are saying all this, just... Why are you pointing at you? us? Not you. I mean, yeah, all the Liverpool, Liverpool fans. fans. I'm not pointing at anyone. I'm just saying all the Liverpool fans. Chelsea, like, I the, don't like, want to hear any of you. <laughs> yeah. the least Liverpool fans. Any I, Liverpool I did, listeners right now. I, I did go out with the You're Gerard who'd go to <laughs> we, a we club for, a for money. It was um, a meeting at that was um, very, uh, very intimidating. He <laughs> <laughs> was a very nice chap. <laughs> Plus as well, with the new Saudi group, as we end this, it also means more petrol comes into England as well. So <laughs> we need that. Talking of petrol, um, actually no, just bef- just a little fun fact here. I was looking through a list. Um, the estimates of what that investment group is worth is it varies, but it goes from like four hundred mi- uh, billion dollars to two hundred fifty billion dollars. Just looking through the list of the Premier League owners, you know the club that's near and dear to all three of us, Norwich, Norwich City, thirty million, thirty million. Delia Smith, <laughs> celebrity chef, I love Delia. Um, yeah, thirty mil. 30 this, million. this is the golf. And you got we're talking about so sh- so they could buy. Uh, Norwich with their lunch money. <laughs> well, this is the Norwich are a club that invest in their facilities as well, so that's thirty million that just doesn't. The club itself is worth about a hundred and sixty mil. I'm surprised just they didn't buy Barcelona. Quick, quick, quick segue. Did you see that um, snazzy new machine that Norwich City Football Club have got? No. The um, UK's first seven hundred and fifty thousand pound football simulator. Definitely look it up. It's it's Norwich. very cool. Oh, okay. Very cool. Football. It's like, a 360, it's like a 360 simulator. Paul, you anyone hearing that clanking of the MacBook? We're just trying to find out what I'm this is. I'm clicking into the Daily Star. This is a big no-no for me. I don't normally... Daily go Star? Don't you, you mean the most... B- you can go through... Uh, I'm not going to say any news companies anymore, sorry. The most respectable company news paper? So, so, so the machine's called Soccerbot 360. Great. Fantastic. What does oh, it do? Oh, wow. It's pretty cool. Let's Dude. see. Hold on. Let me it's got like a 360, like like a 360 IMAX panoramic... Yeah. And you can play like loads of different football activities on there. Oh wow, that's huh. really cool! Uh, before before the start of the campaign, Daniel Farkas uh, looked more capable of adjusting your life at the top flight. They sold star winger Emiliano Buendia to Aston Villa and used the funds to invest in new players <laughs> and the machine. And seven hundred fifty thousand pounds into yeah. a three hundred and sixty football machine. Yeah. But uh, anyway, talking of fuel, uh, we've got something hot and flammable this week, and it's Ty's takes. <laughs> 
Wow. You've been practicing. Wow. Yeah, I feel like, okay, you know what? We, we all need to give him his props for coming in with the heat every single time with these transitions. Uh, the only heat coming off this next five minutes, mate, is your take, so take it away. Let's go. Nations League, trash. Trash, trash, trash. Okay. Did anyone actually watch those games? Okay. Did I, anyone I actually care about those games? I don't watch football enough as it is. There was a I'm third so place no, playoff between Italy and was it Belgium? Yes. My hot take was uh, my hot take was um, De Bruyne coming out and saying we're just Belgium, we don't have teams as deep. Yeah, yeah don't have squad depth. Yeah, we have like a so handful of star so players. So basically, he you know kind of felt like a sh- shot at his yeah. teammates. And then what did Courtois saying that the competitions don't care about them and that it's just another competition to make money? Whereas if Courtois would have won that game, yeah, I'm sure it would be a complete yeah. Story. Some people get butt hurt. Okay, but going back to it, like as you said, I didn't watch the. It was Italy, Spain first. I did watch the highlights, though. <laughs> However, I t- tuned in to the last five minutes of the France-Belgium game. I completely forgot it was on because, you know, as you I said, I didn't not even know it cares. was on. And it was the m- it was a very dramatic piece of football. And I have not seen football like that that has me on the edge of my seat from tuning in for five minutes. Oh, Lukaku, kill me l- l- now. Lukaku scores. Goal ruled off offside. A minute later, France go down the other end. Counter-attack. Theo Hernandez scores 3-1. France come back from 2-0 down at halftime. That is that is a comeback and a half. I cannot believe game. people would rather watch the Nations League every year than watch another World Cup. I'm sorry, but look look at look at the attitudes that these players like. I would rather watch it than a World Cup, but as it's there and it's another competition. No, I think it's just a waste and of time. I think it's built. It's a waste of time because now we get more of these international competitions where players get injured, can't have a single time to just breathe. Like, can players just not get injured for once? Is it okay to just have two weeks off football where players can rest? Then when they come back, they actually play well, to the highest of their potential. Well, that's why other leagues have the winter break. And we're our winter break is like, what, February. a week or two now? Why? Our te- that's when, like, what? We're in the last 16 or the last eight of, um, of the Champions League. That's so late in the game. Like, you could have players pick up injuries... In December, when we have that runoff yep. one game every two or three days, yep. and then the FA Cup, and then you know last stages of Carabao Cup for teams you know, still in the Carabao Cup. Not not related, but in Hong Kong, we call that period the Christmas Express. <laughs> Why so? Yeah, but yeah, it's I I just think having these the Nations League adds more stress to the, not stress to the players, but I think it just adds more injuries to the players as opposed to just having a week off where then we can have actual football that people care about be at its highest and its best i i think there is positives to the nation's league i i agree with you i think i i I would rather maybe watch a world cup i kind of reflected on it but this is a competition that there is a trophy at the end of it it's maybe a competition that managers and and squads don't care about in the same way that they would care about a euros and world cup Mm. and it's a chance for managers to give those chances to fringe players to young players like you know we've seen some in this na- in these nations leagues finals the last week we've seen some good young players come through um raspadori for italy um tusha tusha money for france has been playing and the big one who's been in you know a lot of headlines this week is uh is it oh, he's plays for spain i want to get his name right uh, oh i know the one you Gavi? mean is it the one plays for Barcelona. Yeah, Gavi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's 17 years old and he's playing for Spain in a, 
an international competition final at 17. And obviously, you've got to think they've just pushed Pedri through the l- ranks yeah. as well. Like It gives managers a chance to try out these younger players and give them full competitive games rather than just bringing them in against Andorra. And let's just... Uh, then let's have this competition another year. Not in between actual football. N- none of us... None of us actually knew when this game was. I remember my brother calling me and saying, oh yeah, did you see the France game? A France game? What France game? Oh, the final for the Nations League. But also... Really? Did it happen I that much? I think people just don't care about international breaks anyway. So they have these games here. Like, even if you put a ton of marketing around it. Yeah. I think people just turn off. And then the, the worst thing will be for someone like, let's say, you know, a good friend, you know, A-Ray who came over you know, on the podcast, you know, two weeks ago, who have an FPL team thinking, this is great. <laughs> three, three, four injuries, gone, Oh yeah, that's out. Wh- that's why you never act until like... Yeah, until the end. But still, just it. imagine though, your FPL team was going well before this, and then boom, yeah, he does six pl- injuries. Like most good FPL players do plan their weeks, like three or four game weeks ahead. And then this happens. Or and even, you know, even like I look at teams like us, Chelsea, somehow every time after an international break... We always drop off in performance. Before the first international break, we were winning 3-0, 3-0. We were playing really well. And then international break, we start struggling and again and again. And I think it doesn't help with the chemistry of teams to not be able to build their chemistry over time and then just say, oh, now it's November, December. Now play to the highest level of football. It's like, wait a minute. We, we had all these breaks in between. I'm just so confused as to how I'm supposed to keep I'm now supposed to grow with my my teammates now when there's so many changes because we don't want to get injuries because you're also playing in the international friendlies or in the Nations League. Ah, get rid of it. Get rid of it. I think it's just another way for UEFA to make more money from... And also control. Yeah. The money, I think, is secondary because I don't know how much money it actually generates. I mean, they're making friendlies seem like competitions. So they're wanting to make people feel like, oh, by watching this... It's a real trophy. Like, who, which player is going to say, oh, I won the Nations League. That's a great trophy for me. No one cares. It's either the Euros or the World Cup. I think just let's just have that. I think these are the ones just... I think it's nice for the lower-ranked teams that they get a chance to compete with other teams. That's the only good I see from it. But other than that, this is just a cash grab just damaging football more so than it is doing good for, for football. Yeah, I think the the intense monification or monetization of football mm. is definitely making me fall a little bit out of love with football. Because you think, yeah, again, just going back to Newcastle, like thinking about that much money goes into one club. Yeah. And it kind of makes it think, feel like it's not a game anymore. No. Because um, what they're going to do is they're going to buy players and it's going to inflate the market. And then it's going to make the Premier League even stronger and you're going to get like th- these other clubs and in other leagues are going to try to form another Super League. Yeah. And it's just, it's going to be a vicious cycle anyway. Um, we've, we've concluded on the topic so I'm not going to talk any more about it. Have you guys, before we move on, have you, I need you guys to do this. Listeners I as like well. I like how everyone agreed with my take except for Nathan. I I, I, I think I didn't, I didn't, he didn't disagree with you. I, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't agreed or disagreed with wow. yeah. you. It's almost like a fin- slow transition I was gonna, I was over time. No, I was going to let Tim finish. And no, but I've just, got I've, I, I've just got um, uh, one thing before, like a little break for you guys, for listeners yeah. as well. What I need you guys to do, uh, listeners, is to go on Google and search for the word dodgy. 
uh, can you two do that as well right now? Just yeah. do it. And then read the second example, the second definition oh, of I the word dodgy. Is. I know what this is already. I know what it is already. This is amazing. I know what it is already. This is Google official, okay? Dodgy. You, you told me this the other day, didn't you? I think like it was yesterday, you. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but wait, oh, since I feel like you told me, but I can't remember this. No, yeah, so since Ty, you haven't discovered it yet, um, discover it along with our reader, uh, listeners. What, ready for the laugh? Get ready for the laugh. Yeah. <sighs> okay. How long does it take you to take you it's to dodgy? In? Sorry, it's because. Five alphabets, man. So, okay, so adjective, dishonest, unreliable, a dodgy second hard count, uh, uh, potential, potential, low quality. <laughs> Okay, okay, so for those of you who are not reaching out with their phones, it says, uh, of low quality, Spurs, dodgy defense, had thrown away a 2 nil lead. There you go, Spurs, your uh, <laughs> mediocrity is made, is, is Google official. Also, funny enough, the one, the person who showed me this was A-Ray, was Adam, who was our guest two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is funny. That is also, a good underneath it, it says second rate, third rate, substandard, low grade, low quality, awful, terrible, dreadful. And Google is associating those words, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, with your club, Tottenham Hotspur. Unsatisfactory. And also, also, these definitions are from the Oxford languages. Ah, so. that's hilarious. Anyway, what are we anyway, talking just, about? Just, just a quick segue, um, going back to the Nations League quickly. A very small segue. This can't be a long debate because I didn't tell you this was coming in here. Uh, I saw an article and I can't remember who it's by, so you're probably not going to believe that I even saw this article. You're going to think it's just me talking. Just reading. Um, wow. What is reading? Are you, you've this season. Read? Based off this season. And I can't, I can't, as I said, I can't remember who, who it was that said this. Um, but I agree uh, that Marcus Alonso is currently the best attacking left back in the world. He's definitely on my FPL he's, team. He's not good defensively, but he... <laughs> you know, it's very hard for me, even with my unbiased, even with a semi-biased opinion, I have to say, the beginning of the season, I wanted him gone. Oh, 100%. And I now I'm thinking about it, I'm going, you know, he's pretty good. Because I, I watched some of his performances for Spain in the two games that they played. And he's been very good. Nearly scored a couple of times. He made a very good tackle on Mbappe against France to stop Mbappe. He was Mbappe's in the Spanish team? Yeah, he's wow. called. He started both games. Well. Nearly scored nearly scored a winner for uh, for Spain. Uh, nearly scored a, an equaliser for Spain even, I think, when they went 2-1 two, no, two, down. I mean, I can't, I can't really disagree with that one. Because um, I'm trying to think of the left-backs in the world like for different teams. And um, I mean, look, we've got someone like Theo Hernandez, who obviously has been playing well for France. Robertson, of Robertson. course. But He's been injured. Alfonso yeah, so Davies. Luke Shaw, I think, is a good shout for. Luke Shaw's good, and I say if this was last season, Luke Shaw, hundred percent. But yeah. this season, is it is it Luke Shaw's fault or is it more the pivot of Man United? Because I think Man United's right hand side tends to be its weak uh, weakest side. Yeah. So. I would say as an attacking left back, I say yes. Yeah, yeah, but not defensive, defensive. Yeah, not defensively. Back, just yeah, as an attacking wise, yeah, a hundred percent. Because you know, hell of a free kick on the boy as well. Yeah. Um, he um, uh, just looking at his stats, um, attacking stats, Marcos Alonso, he as a left back, as a full back. Yeah. yeah. Even without, even if you consider right backs. Yeah. He's on the ninety fifth percentile for non penalty goals. Wow. Which is very high, compared to Luke Shaw. Yeah, 
Luke Shaw's 41. Wow. Uh, XG per 90, 98 percentile. Luke Shaw, 32. Again, I'm a Luke Shaw stan. Mm. Um, total shots, uh, 1.88 per 90 as a fullback. Doesn't sound a lot, but it's an is he's in the 99th percentile. Dang. So, yeah, elite attacking stats. And I think even in um in Chelsea's team, he's gotten in the box, probably I think joint not joint but up there, as more time as many times as he needs to uh, work on his assists Lukaku. though. Oh, he does. One thing that I do prefer Chilwell over is Chilwell will actually score in the box. I think Marcus Alonso just hasn't. Shown as much yet. I mean, he scored I a goal. Alonso is, I think Alonso is a better attacking player than Chilwell. But that's I mean, he's on the ninety fifth attacking percentile. So what do you want him to do, man? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying he's not great. I just mean like in terms of results. It's like you definitely watched the Andorra game the other day yeah, in school and <laughs> saw Ben Chilwell score from six <laughs> yards out into <laughs> open goal. goal. Ben Chilwell is a world class player. That's I, what you've I, done. I but he did score against. Um, what was the last game we played? Um, Southampton. I think as an attacking player, Marcos Alonso definitely. One of the best. Oh yes, right now I think he is. Yeah. And and talking of some of the best, um, the Ballon d'Or shortlist was announced. Oh, yeah. I'm on fire today. Okay, go. Nathan, you ruined it by saying you're on fire today. Yeah. I think we yeah. you, we you, were going to do that for you. You were about to. Yeah, I was literally about to like do the mic drop for you. Yeah. And then you mic drop yourself, and then on the way, just the loud crackling and like feedback noise. Dead. Yeah. yeah to be fair, that was a. Was, um, you're ruining it. Um, cool. What are you going to say then? Uh, you just flame me. So, so uh, yeah, go on then. So <laughs> me, me and uh, me and Tim had a bit of a, a, s- a short discussion on the way here, based on the Ballon d'Or shortlist. Yep. And this is a discussion we're going to bring you into, Ty. Let's go. Um, Tim's point of view. Yeah. Uh, Mason Mount does not deserve to be on that list. Not one of the best 30 players in the world. My point of view: Mason Mount does deserve to be on the list. One mm-hmm. of the best 30 players in the world this past year. Mm-hmm. Ty, you've got the deciding vote in this, and as a Chelsea fan, there's only one way you can vote for this one. I think Tim has been on something that has taken him devoid of any logic for him to not think of all the players we're seeing on that list that you cannot put him up there given the season he's had. What season? Tell me, tell me. Okay, tell you what. Let's look at some of these other players who are on on here. Right? Let's look at some of the players that's not on there. Okay, who who would you put in there? Yeah, who would you put on there then? Let's go. There. Let's go. So there is people. There are Gretzka. Uh, hasn't Gundogan. Has, uh, has faded. Uh, Kimmich. Verratti. They didn't play the last part of the season, so no. They didn't I, go further in any of their of the actual uh, uh, competitions outside of their native yeah, competitions. Yeah, but this is, this is an individual award. I'm not. This is not a team award. Oh, it is, but it still shows the more games you play, the more you're able to show your ability. So I okay. So are you so saying Jorginho is a better midfielder than Kevin De Bruyne or 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 or, or Bruno? What I'm saying is, given the amount of games they've played and the amount of competitions they've played, played very these players have been able to play at the highest level against the yeah, highest level of teams level. against other players. The reason why you, I look at Bruno Fernandes and I can say he cannot be in that, in that discussion is, even though he's played really well, I don't think he can be even top five. Why? Because he 
came out of the, uh, the, the, the Europa League, he was playing against not the top-level players in all of Europe. He was in the second tier of the European competitions. Same with other teams like the Inter Milan players. Great season, wonderful season. You won the you won the, you won the trophy, but guess what? You were also knocked out of the Champions League. That's yeah, the but difference. What has Mason Mount co- accomplished individually? Let's. That, this is why I'm creating yeah. a criteria as to how you yeah, can judge you're cre- this. Yeah, but you're creating this arbitrary uh, criteria that's no, not the same. N- I'm looking at, if I was a voter, right, yeah. and I'm looking at how can I judge who yeah. the best players are. I'll judge the best players by who has played at the highest level throughout the entire season. Yeah. That includes a lot of players from Manchester City. That includes a lot of players from the Chelsea team. That includes a lot of players from other teams like Bayern Munich who have gone as high as they can in other competitions such as the Champions League, the Premier League, and the Euros. That's how I would judge it. Yeah. And then I go through that list and say, of all those players, what's the consistent thing? In the England team, who is a player that has played in all those competitions to the highest yeah, level? Yeah, but, but Mason Mount yes. for England yes. did not play very well. He got, Well, he wasn't chosen. As much as he should have been, he wasn't chosen as much as he should have been. But individually, he still has a problem because without Mason Mount, Chelsea get nowhere close to the final. He scored the winning goal or the deciding goal against Real Madrid. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna read you Mason Mount's accomplishments right over the last year. Yep. Champions League winner, UEFA Super Cup winner, Euro 2020 runner-up, nine goals and ten assists since the start of the 2020-21 season, Chelsea Player of the Year last year. That's a list of credentials that Chelsea definitely player puts him more of up there. the year. And like we look at someone on that list, Luka Modric, six goals and seven assists since the start of the 2021 season, Real Madrid Player of the Season 2021. And Luka Modric is on that list. Yeah. Let's go and let's look at Bruno Fernandes, Europa League runner-up. But this is impressive. This is why Bruno Fernandes is on that list. 32 goals and 20 assists since the start of the 2021 season. Mm. But how many of those goals have been penalties? Yeah. Is it 10? Oh, I don't actually have the answer. Oh, sorry. A deeper question. I don't actually know. <laughs> you think I know that? Uh, um, but you have to, I, I think you have to look at that all together, Tim, and then decide from those players. Like Erlen Harland, right? Great, 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 great player. Absolutely fantastic. But I think the reason why people want him to go to another team is because his individual brilliance has an end cap in which he cannot show he can do it in the big games because he then gets out from like the quarterfinals, last 16 with Borussia Dortmund. If he always stays there, he can never win the Ballon d'Or. He will never win the Ballon d'Or. If he keeps playing for those teams, that will get to that point. That's the reason why as well. As people, people love Messi, but every season that he doesn't go as far as he can in the Champions League, it makes it very hard. Or even like Ronaldo, it makes it very hard for you to make a case for those players. Because I'm saying, yes, you've played really well in your domestic competition, but what have you done outside of that? What have you done for your national team? This is why even the debate between Ronaldo and Messi is always so contentious and why people have more cases for Ronaldo because when Ronaldo plays for his national team, he shows up. The reason why Messi players have loved it now is yeah. Messi has shown up and I, it balances it out. I Okay, so uh, maybe I'm approaching it in, in like a, because I watch a lot of other sports, like an MVP type of Type yeah. of um, like in the in 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 the NBA, we talk about the MVP and and 
and the MVP, oh, the people make up their own rules. Yeah. But for me, it's always been about which team would hurt most without that player. And for Chelsea, it, it would not be him. It is. It's, it would not let be. Me, okay, let, yeah. let's let England let's and Chelsea would still do very well without okay, Mason Mount. Okay, let's give you an example as to why Mason Mount was so important. Yeah. When Frank Lampard was sacked, the first thing that people said was Mason Mount is going to be a dead player, right? He yeah. was, you know, he was loved by Lampard. Yeah. Everyone loved him for that reason. The moment that we took him out, the first ever game, we yeah. didn't have Mason Mount. You could tell something was off about the Chelsea team. We needed him. Even yeah, yes, but he's is had it injuries because, and stuff. But is it, it w- because you, you needed him because that's the way your team plays? Or is it because the gravitation, like we talked about gravitation in the yeah. last two weeks, that he generates is that big? No. And I think it's because Chelsea is relying on the way Mason Mount rely, does rely on Mason Mount's energy, the way he plays. But, but not because. But you're describing. But that's not because. A great player there. You're describing a player who's influential you know to who the team. Is, you know who else is energy and. and, and um, Influential to the way the team plays. Michael Bielsa? Park Ji Sung. <laughs> Park Ji Sung, energy, provide goals and assists. Yeah. Definitely not as glamorous as, as Mason Mount is. Yeah. N- would never make, like, would never be called that sort of player. But the diff, okay, even but though. But uh, that's all I described Mason Mount as. I haven't described it in anything else. And you said that that was what made him. I think the reason why Mason Mount is such a good player is as a manager, he can play any position. And but he, he can't. He, he cannot. He okay. cannot. He for can. England, he, can. he cannot. He no, can. but this is... Okay, we're talking about Eng- England as a team, whereby we had four right-backs. Who even expected that? We didn't play players like Jadon Sancho until the penalty kick. Really? Yeah, because we played, we played Mason Mount where he was supposed to play. But look at how that impacted the team, right? Every single game, did we have the same team layout? Do we have to have Phil Foden playing in the, in the, in the England team, even though both players technically could have deserved to be in that England squad? Of course not. It's because well, Gareth because, Southgate because Gareth wanted Southgate to play a team certain around way. Mason Mount. He did not play around Mason Mount. He, he, was, around, he was starting in places where he shouldn't have been. He was playing players in positions that we have never seen before. We were having, who was it? Who was playing left back? Who was supposed to be a right back? Trippier. Trippier. He was playing, he put out players like Trippier instead of bringing a player on like Chilwell onto the team. None of us could ever really understand why he did those things, but he did it, and he got to the. To, he was a runners-up, right? Will, will he go down in his grave and say, "Yes, I did make the wrong choice," whatever it is? But when you look at the Chelsea team, yeah. Mason Mount, I think when it comes to the most important players for us last season, there are four players that I think are very important. Every single one of them is yeah. on that list. Mason Mount. N'Golo Kante, Jorginho, and Edouard Mendy. Mendy's not on the list. He's no, he's, he is. He's not, not, not for the players, but for, for goalkeepers. goalkeepers. For yeah, the goalkeepers. Yeah. Those four uh, players. Aspie's on the list as well. Uh, on the Ballon d'Or list. Ballon d'Or list. Aspilicueta, actually six. And also Rudiger. I think those six players, mm-hmm. if all of them were injured at one point last yeah, season, like, they'll be gone. Yeah, but yeah, duh. But like every team, if you take the... the Six of the first 11 out of the team, they'll be gone too. But in terms of an order, in terms of an order, I think Mason Mount is the one player that if Tuchel was to make any changes tactically, he has to put Mason Mount in there because he is the one player who is tactically astute to fit every single way of playing. And every player would look at him and say... Mason Mount knows what we what what we need to do on this on this pitch, and I would trust him on that. Can I can I just quickly? I, I think the issue with Mason Mount is, and I think the issue that a lot of people have with him and why we maybe don't see Mason Mount as a good a, as good of a player as he is, is because 
it's that goals and assists figure. And I think you compare him to players around him like Foden, like Fernandes, who are getting more goals and assists. And that takes away from the fact that Mount is a tactician. He tactically mm. plays the game of football. He creates space that no one else creates. He can play a pass. He can his vision in terms of being able to, to stop counter-attacks. Mount is that tactician on the pitch. And I think he has to be in this discussion because of the honours he's won that th- this year. Super Cup, Champions League, Euro 2020 runner-up. Uh, he's 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 done it all this year. And as I said, you look at someone who, like who Luka Modric. The winning pass you look at someone like Modric, who hasn't really done much this year. Chiellini, the only accolade Chiellini has this year is the fact that he was the captain of the Italy national team. Simon Kier, and I'm... I, I don't want to say this too bad, but the reason Simon Kiara is on that list is bec- it's because of his antics at Euro 2020. Yeah. Like, if if you take away the fact that he saved Christian Eri- Eriksen's life, like, there is no accolade to go with him in that list. Yeah. And I think we're looking at... Uh, you know, I, I, I get your point. Like, we don't look at Mason Mount as a big of a player as he is because his figures aren't as good in, as you said, because with an England team, you can take Mount out of that team and you can replace him with Sancho, Foden, Grealish, Sterling... The, the list goes on and, and we would still be a good team. I don't deny that he's a very good player. I'm just saying he's not a top 30 player in the world. Okay. That's my point. But I then we should I be looking at other people before that. Like, as I said, Chiellini, Kiel Modric, they shouldn't be on that list either because their accolades don't live up to what Mason Mount has achieved this last year. I think what I also like about this Ballon d'Or, maybe the reason why you're not too happy with it is I think we've been all spoiled by the likes of Lionel Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski, players who individually have been recognized as being great players, where you see their individuality and you can say, these players are just amazing. I think with this list, we're starting to see maybe a shift away from that, where we're seeing players who are very, very important in a tactical standpoint for different teams. A player like Jorginho, I think the reason why he is, I think, a third place, or is it third place or fifth place in terms of potentially winning it, is because... Jorginho is a tactical player who can understand his role within a team, which is very different to when we look at the past winners because the past winners have been players who individually are just brilliant. What wins? I mean, what wins your Ballon d'Or these days are goals and assists. Let's face it, the only winner that hasn't had that effect is Luka Modric in the last 10 years. Every other year it's been Ronaldo or Messi. Yeah. And it's because they're good players and... But that is based but off. I, I that's why I that's why I think but that this season, the reason why it does feel that way for you is we are now comparing it and but, looking but at it and thinking. Because but two years ago, I wanted Van Dijk to win it. I thought he was the best player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was. But he was never going to win it. We all know why. No, but that's that's my point. Like I, I'm not seeing it in a goal and assist perspective. Y- yeah. Like, like Van Dijk. Yeah. The last look at Van Dijk last year. Without Van Dijk, Liverpool were pretty average. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, they, that's they a were lie. Ter- they, they were, ter- no, they were they terrible, were terrible <laughs> at, 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 at periods. <laughs> yeah. They were defensively terrible, but everything else was astute. But without without the defensive, like you saw how frail they were without yeah, Van Dijk. Yeah, yeah. They were ca- they were super easy to counter, or at least you know they were much defensively because without that solid back five. Yeah. Because Allison was out as well, their attacking doesn't look as potent. Anyway, so I I don't look at it as a uh, maybe yeah, again, I'm a, I'm a casual, so I don't look at it as, as the way that, um, that, that I suppose stats fully stats wise. Yeah. What it tells me, though, is that I do un- I do appreciate the, the the players' significance without that team. Now, maybe because I'm not as well studied as you guys are with with the way Chelsea plays, but I think with enough game time, you can replace Mason Mount in your system. 
But I think they're looking at over the course of not just. I think this year. I think with what Nathan was saying is, look at his achievements. Look at what he has done. No, I don't deny the his winning. The winning goal I, for yeah. um for us to win the Champions League was assisted by three players. I mean, one wasn't in there in the in the list, but, yeah, but Mendy. Like the, if you're just talking about moments, like look at Tony Cruz, Cross, whatever his last name is. Cruz, yeah. He scored the the winning goal at a World Cup final. I he he made that one moment of magic. I I I I completely get get what you're saying, Tim. But at the same time, I think, like, not Tony Cruz. Any, um, any player. Um. Oh, I know who you mean. Yes. Uh, uh, Mario Tony Goetze. Is, yeah, Goetze. Yes, that's the. That's Mario Goetze. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think any player is replaceable. You could replace Mason Mount, but you could also replace Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, but like how replaceable they are. But you have to look at it in the list as well. Like who? Okay, who are the other players? Okay, uh, who you could have? Who would you have if put we're going in? To, if we're going to, if we're going into the list, um, I want to. Pred- I'm going to drop another predictions in here. Uh, your top three Ballon d'Or contenders. If we're looking at this list, top three. Top three. Who do you, who do you think deserves to be in 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 that top three Ballon d'Or conversation? I think um, it should be. Come off. I think anything I anything we say is going to come off. Well, no, because I I don't think Mason Mount deserves being a top three. It, it's oh, no, no, no. It's going to be Hell really no. hard. Really hard because I don't know. Okay, never mind. Um, <sighs> if, okay, for top three, if it was me and I had the choice to choose, I think it'd be Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let's. Let, let, I let. think it would be Jorginho. And the last one for me, Ooh, yeah, Jorginho. I think it would be N'Golo Kante. It sounds very biased, but I think realistically, that's what we're looking at. But I think Ruben Diaz could sneak in there somewhere. I do think between Jorginho and Kante, but I think Kante might lose a spot to uh, Diaz. Um because I think okay. Sa- I think Salah, mm, Salah is well last no. season. Really okay, who, who did you say? You said Kevin De Bruyne first. I think Kevin De Bruyne. Okay, let, not as my number okay. one, but no, just no, yeah, not yeah, in order. Top three. Okay, Premier League and Carabao Cup winner, Champions League runner-up, twelve goals and eighteen assists for Man City since the start of the twenty twenty-one season. Yes. Okay, who was second? Second was Jorginho. Yeah. Okay, Jorginho, Euro twenty twenty winner, Champions League winner, UEFA Super Cup winner, UEFA Men's Player of the Year twenty twenty-one, Euro twenty twenty tournament team of the tournament. Yes. He's already showing a trajectory that the European side of the of the world has voted for him. Yeah. The only things left now are internationally will he be recognized by the other international um, journalists and reviewers? Will they vote for him as well? Okay, who was your yeah. third? And my third was N'Golo Kante. Okay, N'Golo Kante, Champions League winner, UEFA Super Cup winner, Champions League midfielder of the season, man of the match in the Champions League final. And obviously the Nations League final, which France won the other day as well. So yeah. another accolade to him. Good choices. Good choices. I think De Bruyne and Jorginho for me is pretty. I like think it's locked. locked in. Yeah. Okay. It's that last spot. Who do you give it to? Because Lewandowski, I think, given the the mockery he like gave last year, last year, ra- last yeah. year was ro- so robbed. But I do think he, he. I think everyone knows he has it. In our minds, Lewandowski yeah, has like the Ballon d'Or. But it's like the girl that get away, got got away. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. Right. I know that we had we had a thing together, but yeah, we could have been together though. Yeah. We could have had kids. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I don't know if this is a hot take. 
Oh, God, do it. Drop Louis, it. Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez. Okay, interesting. Uh, I did actually see Suarez on the. Let me get his stats. Uh, La Liga winner, 26 goals and four assists since the start of 2021. Season. I think I think with these individual was awards. Was he player of the year last year for La Liga? Who was the player of the year don't last I year? D- I, don't I, don't I don't think so. I doubt me, it. But I think with a lot of these awards, especially with journalists fighting, a lot of it comes down to narrative. And the narrative that he was a reject by Barcelona, came around, became a critical player for a team that shouldn't have won a small, like, you know, a small team, quote unquote, in La Liga to win the league. Yeah. That's a very sellable, um, attractive narrative. Okay. I'm going to drop mine quickly. I think it was Messi. Oh, Jan Oblak won it last year. I'm going to drop mine quickly. Go I think on. close, close, close to top three, but won't make it because he didn't start as well. Benzema, I think he deserves a shout. I don't think he'll be in top three though. Oh, this is your your honourable mention. mention. So my my top three, I agree with Jorginho. I I think Jorginho should be up there. Um, I think he's gonna win it. Se- uh, second person I'm putting up there, Robert Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. I I I, I agree. I like it was close that. last year. Uh, so Bundesliga winner last year, Bundesliga top scorer and European Golden Shoe winner. Broke Gerd Müller's 49-year record for most goals in the Bundesliga. 61 goals and 9 assists since the start of 2021. 31 league goals in 2021. 7 more than any other player in Europe's top 5 leagues. And the treble winner with 55 goals during the 1920 season. And obviously that 2020 Ballon d'Or was cancelled. Yeah. I think that may carry over. Uh, I the don't third think player, The third player, and I think this might be the most controversial one. Maybe, no, I'm joking. Not making that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hey, look! You guys made uh, a very, no. very, you know, strong argument for him. You, you it was, uh, but in the um, team, I don't think he's in the in the. I, anyway, I put Mendy I'm over in, him. I'm dropping in the the bomb. Uh, Let's go. Best player over the last ten years, Lionel Messi. Copper, oh hold on, hold, hold. Oh my gosh! Hold. You just spent. You just spent. You, you just spent twenty minutes trying to tell me that. Oh. Accolades is important, and hold, now you hold, drop. Hold, oh, hold, Nathan, hold, 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 hold. Copper Del Rey winner as the Argentina captain. Copper Copper America winner. Copper America winner. Top scorer. Top scorer and top assister at the Copper America. Copper America player of the tournament. La Liga top scorer. 39 goals and 14 assists since the start of the 2021 season. Messi Messi has finally achieved everything that he could not achieve since the start of his career and that is winning a trophy with Argentina. And I know he didn't win anything with Barcelona. I know Barcelona faded off. But the fact that he was still La Liga top scorer the fact that he's still influential. Saying I mean, he, ha- he hasn't had a good start at PSG, but I think he's still on this list. I think. When when do the voting? I, th- I end? think we cannot compare the Copa no, but America like the thing is to the to the Euros. No, what do you mean? Like se- it's the second it's, it's, biggest. Yeah, it's, yeah. Conference. Yeah. I know, but we cannot we cannot use it as the winning metric to why Messi deserves. No, to no, be no. No, it's in, not the winning metric. That, but there. I think his accolades are as good as the, anyone. The, the competent the the, the argument the com- that he's not the goat. For a lot of people, is that he hasn't won a national t- title, yeah. international title, and voters love Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. They oh, do they whatever do. It takes. They'll need to have one of them on that list, and I think Ronaldo obviously is disqualified because Juventus had a trash season. But Ronaldo still had a good Euros. I mean, people he had, might remember um, that. He, yes, but they what they went out in the quarterfinals. Was it the quarterfinals they went out of? I think it was the quarterfinals or the last sixteen. So, I mean. Yeah, but was he really one of the best players last year? I don't think they're gonna let it. I, I don't think so. I I think we. I think people love Messi. P- 
people love Lionel Messi. Cristiano Ronaldo, Coppa Italia winner, Euro 2020 Golden Boot winner, top scorer in Serie A, 41 goals and 46 also, assists for Juventus Man United. Also, we're thinking about this too logically because it's the people who vote are Ronaldo's just scored a captain, ca- uh, team team captains, captains, coaches like a head coach for Ballon d'Or. Ballon d'Or oh, is that? Yeah, no. Um, I thought it was per country. Ballon d'Or. I thought countries. Yeah, I think I thought it was coaches from each country. Yeah, head coach. vote head for coach. it. Yeah. yeah, I think it's only I think it's the head coaches who vote for it because each country international journalists, vote. coaches, and captains. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So and all of them vote with emotion. And I think We're thinking about this too. But I do think that fiasco of him and Barcelona is going to weigh him down. As nice as it is, I do think it it is going to tarnish it a little bit, given that he wanted to leave. Was it last season he wanted to leave and he had to stay? It was last season, right? Or was it this season? Who? Messi. He wanted to leave last season, but then this season he wanted to stay, didn't he? And they couldn't afford his yeah. wages. So I think that tarn- that's going to tarnish a little no, bit of that magic. I don't think it will. I think it will. I think people are going to look at Messi and go, well, did he even really want to play for the Argentinian team? So he we, did retire, and then he came out of retirement. So the jury did he really want to play for Barcelona? He I, didn't. I think the one on your top three that's most unlikely to win is is Lewandowski, because the problem is his highest achievement was the came in the four. season yeah. that it was cancelled, and because he couldn't replicate it last season, yeah. people had that like the voting yeah. fatigue. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's really, his yeah. goodwill kind of almost. Not as I ran out, but I think it was overshadowed by, by obviously the team that surprised everyone. Shame. Yeah, which is a real shame. Realistically, I think it's probably going to be Jorginho. I would be very surprised if is, it's not him. The thing is, I don't think he's got that mass market appeal. It may not be. If not, no. But th- that's how these things work. My heart says go- Kante. I, I think... Kante, Kante won't get he it. He will never get it. I know he if won't Van get Dijk it, but... Couldn't get it. Let me tell you why Kante needs to win it. I think if Kante wins it, I don't think anyone would complain. He's the yes. one player on this earth where if he wins it, everyone would be like... That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just give but it to him. I don't think he will win it. Okay, no. should we look at... So is it De Bruyne then? If it's not Jorginho, if it's not Kante, we're all pretty much saying it's De Bruyne. No, I'm, I'm saying... No, we are we are thinking about this too rationally. Okay. Whereas the voters don't vote rationally. Okay. So okay, what on, do you think is likely going to happen? Do you want to know? Do you want to know the betting odds? Yes. Currently? Go on. Uh, and I I've, I swear I've literally just loaded up this web web page. Yeah. Lionel Messi is the favourite. Yeah. Lewandowski second. Jorginho's third. Maybe. I, I genuinely just loaded up this web page. They are my predictions. I, I think. Yeah. You and I we thought too rationally about this. Yeah. I think Messi's going to win it. Fourth, fourth is Kante. Fifth I don't is think Cristiano he's Ronaldo. Win it. Sixth is Mbappe. I don't think he's going to win it. I, I think. I'm so confident about that. I might so even put a fiver on. Wow. Not to you guys, Audacious. but you know. Audacious. I don't think he can. I, I, th- I, I think he, we are thinking about it too much as like football. I'm not saying we're analysts, yeah. but football analysts. I think we're seeing. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right yeah. Tim. I think we're thinking it more of it as a. This is never going to happen, and because of that, we're not thinking more of, you know, because. International teams, I don't know about you, uh, uh, Tim, but in Zimbabwe, people love Cristiano Ronaldo Messi. And if yeah. Zimbabwe is part of that body of countries that yep. do vote, I think they're just going to vote for their... Zimbabwe's captain and coach will get to vote. Yeah, he, he will. And I'm pretty sure 
he is most likely going to be either an Arsenal fan <laughs> or a Barcelona or Real Madrid fan. Okay, just and if that's the case, he's probably going to vote for Messi. One, one final question. Uh, this question to Tim. Where do you think Mason Mount is in the top 30 in the current betting odds? <laughs> Ooh. What number? What rank? Wait, can I see? Can I see first before he says it? Who, uh, who, which company is this? I can't what? see. Which company uh, is this? I'm using Skybet. Okay. <laughs> He's loading up Skybet as we speak. No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> I'm just. I was actually loading up to see who Zimbabwe captain is. Um, fifteen. Okay, so uh, okay, okay, so he's not 15th. So do you think he's top 15 or bottom 15? Gen- genuine question. I don't know why they even put odds for him to win it, to be honest. Bottom 15, but close to the 15 area. Okay, he's top 15. Ooh. I'm surprised they even have odds for these other players, given that yes, he's definitely he's, not going to win. He is joint... Well, he's he's 13th on the list, but if you take away players who have the same odds, he's like... I'm surprised they didn't put Mendy on there. I, 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 Goalkeepers see, can't I, win. I did say around the 15 area. So yeah, yeah, you were correct. You were 100% yeah. correct because oh yeah, the, the 15 area is Bruno like, Fernandes. I acknowledge everything you guys said. Like, I'm yeah. not saying you guys are wrong. I'm just doing things like... Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. I'm, I'm not top saying 15. you were. I, I was just curious to, to see but how I feel like you put you, what you guys are feeling is very. It's the mainstream thought. Oh, yeah. So to put but that into the analysis of where he lands... Well, it's strange because, you know, I would even look at him. Someone, Harry Kane's up there and, you know, Harry Kane hasn't really had a great season and Harry Kane is what eighth on that list of players currently in betting odds level with Mbappe I mean he had so his a pretty good season last year Kane for Tottenham for Tottenham yeah what 20 20 assists or something like that I think to was, be fair I think pretty he much played that amount. as as a holding midfielder I thought he played pre- pretty well for England. as a CDM right yeah <laughs> for England he played pretty well as a CDM <laughs> very well and scored a couple of goals actually one or two I think it was just one in the end but uh, yeah, anyway. I, captain I, I of the Zimbabwe yeah. national football team, knowledge Munsona. Munsona? Musona. Musona? I think so. Musona. I don't know that. Uh, I wonder what what club. Yeah, supports. to be honest, anyway. I'm very angry with Zimbabwe. We lost to Ethiopia, a dead team. Literally, of all the teams in that group for the qualifiers, we should have beat. We drew with South Africa and then lost to Ethiopia. It happens. International football. And talk, talk, I mean, talking of international football, Cristiano Ronaldo has already scored two penalties today, and Bruno Fernandes has just scored a third. So, uh, Sorry. on that note, are you talking about the goat? Uh, I am talking about the goat. England is still no nil, though. You know, very disappointing. Uh, on that note, that it, this is a long episode, and it's currently seventy-four minutes long. I so feel like I every time we say this is probably the the time mark we should be aiming for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, to be fair though, we had some very good debates. <laughs> good ones. We're yeah. very pretty consistent with when we run out. I think. Yeah. yeah. Around the hour, and no, we did have that one. What the other one that was like an hour 40. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, was we it not an hour 40? No, we've had like an hour. This is our longest one by far, is it? Yeah, 100%. was it not the A Ray one? No, I think that I think one of the first ones we did was like an hour, an hour long, 59 oh, minutes long. I that's think. the one, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, we didn't quite break an hour, but we've broken an hour for the first time, so awesome. Hey, that's a, it's a great compliment. Well, there we go, guys. And we had some passionate debates, so you know, we can uh, uh maybe relaunch that Instagram account on. Yeah. Yeah, it was one hour nine minutes. Was it one hour nine? Yeah, Yeah. and we didn't even have predictions for this weekend. (laughs) 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 We didn't even have predictions. We haven't even done predictions. Yeah, I forgot the Premier League comes back. (laughs) This is what happens when you have uh, the international. Oh, sorry, we can't end yet. We can't end yet, boys. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't done predictions. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, let's have it. Quick, let's go quickly. Let's get it done. Okay, wait. We're gonna hit an hour twenty. Okay. Watford, Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, it's got to be Liverpool, isn't it? What's the score? 
we need to have a chart about this as well, actually. Two um, nil. Two one. Two one. Two one. Two one. Three one. Liverpool. Uh, Aston Villa Wolves. One uh, one. Two two. Two nil. Uh, Leicester Man United. Two one. Man United. The return of Leicester. Two two. <laughs> one one. Man City Burnley. Three nil. Man City. Three two Man City. Oh. Four nil Man City. Uh, Norwich Brighton. Mm. Two nil Brighton. Brighton. Two nil Brighton. One one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Southampton Leeds. Leeds three one. Shut up, you Bielsa <laughs> fan boy. <laughs> no, 2-1 two one, two one Leeds. 2-1 two Southampton. 1-0 Southampton. Uh, Brentford-Chelsea. 3-2 three, Chelsea. 3-3. Three, three. No, no, no. Um, no, 3-3. 2-0 three, three. Uh, Chelsea. Everton-West Ham. Oh, hard one. I think it's going to be a 1-1. One, one. Two one West Ham. Two two, Newcastle Spurs. One new Newcastle. New owners, new Newcastle. One one nil. New, one what? one two one Newcastle. I think uh, Newcastle. It's not that bad. Yeah, uh, they're poor defensively, but Spurs uh, can't score a goal for their life. I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> go, I'm going an absolute Spurs hammering to ruin the party. <laughs> I'm going a three nil. There's no. Ca- Spurs not c- capable of scoring three goals in one game. As as we read, they're um, woeful, dodgy. Final final, <laughs> final game: Arsenal, Crystal Ret- Palace. Return of Patrice Vieira. Is, yes, is Patrick pa- Vieira not back to Highbury though? Back to the Emirates. So yeah. the biggest club, so a bigger club in uh, in England is going to the Emirates Stadium. Okay, um, so I think it's going to be a two-one win for Crystal Palace. You just don't like Mikel Arteta. Two-one Arsenal. Uh, I w- I'm also going to go 2-1 Arsenal. Also, funny how Arsenal play on Monday night and then have to play again on Friday night. Notice that? Weird, isn't it? Premier League hates What happens weird. when you don't play in the Champions League? Weird. Okay, well, that is predictions done. That is the episode done. Look at this. 78 minutes on the clock and finally finished. Well done, boys. We've done it. Sick. Uh, we will see you all next week for the big... I can't really call it an anniversary. Uh, ten the big e- ten. Tenth episode. Tenth episode. Yeah, Let's the go. The big ten. Yeah, we'll see you next week, everyone. Have a good evening. See you later. Have a good week. Da, da, da. Uh, no, don't, don't do that because we're going to get copyrighted. Yeah. Bye. Please don't. Please don't copyright. <laughs>